perhaps um, developing on this idea, what were perhaps the main themes and the ideas that Chesterton was wrestling with? Of course, it's Christianity and his other ideas that he was wrestling with. What, what were perhaps, if you were to say, the five biggest or the three biggest themes that he was going to be Well, I mean, the first one really is concerned with the theology of creation, and it comes from his position as an outsider to Christian things. And he started off, he said, uh, with the developing his own mystical theory, as he called it, uh, in his youth uh, in uh, the mid-1890s, uh, his sort of early 20s, when he said that his theory was substantially this, that even mere existence reduced to its primary limits was extraordinary enough to be exciting. At the back of our brains, so to speak, there was a forgotten blaze or burst of astonishment at our own existence. The object of the artistic and spiritual life was to dig for this submerged sunrise of wonder so that a man sitting in a chair might suddenly understand that he was actually alive and be happy. And so the sense of wonder is at cent central to his uh, life and work. And it comes from the understanding that actually divine creation means that all around us is uh, supernaturally charged with the glory of God, uh, as uh, Gerald Money Hopkins might put it. And therefore, that the kind of atheist view of life that sees things as dull and dreary is completely wrong from the start and misreads the nature of our existence. And so the sense of wonder is key. I mean, he said um, later in life that the one thing I'm certain of is that the age needs, first and foremost, to be startled, to be taught the nature of wonder. And that's an unusual starting point for an apologist. He wasn't particularly starting by defending doctrines or the historicity of the Bible. He was wanting to kind of wake up people's imaginations and help them to appreciate what life is really about. And uh, we'd call it probably nowadays in theological terms, a kind of sacramental ontology, uh, the sense that the whole of creation has a sort of sacramental sense, is full of signs of God's creation, God's uh, presence, God's grace. And uh, But he put all that in very non-theological terms. He put that in terms that you could read in a daily newspaper and was able to communicate these things to the ordinary person in the street, the non-religious reader, in a remarkable way. He called it the stupendous marvel of existence, but it's particularly the doctrine of creation. And from that follows uh, a theology of joy, that he thinks joy should be a central theological category, not just on the margins. And that affects, for example, the approach to ethics. Uh, so he uh, thought that ethics could, Christian ethics could be conceived in terms of a dance. Uh, the virtues like children going around the mulberry bush, only the mulberry bush is that uh, burning bush, which is a symbol of the incarnation kind of uh, rhythmic dance around the person of Christ and uh, the life of virtue therefore not as something dull and dreary but as something exciting and beautiful and likewise uh, he thought that this upturns your view of uh, secular and atheist uh, approaches to science and art because that these are presented as being novel and radical and uh, taboo busting and all all very much uh, uh, the impressive and thrilling things but he said that is actually the reverse of the case he said science and art without morality are not dangerous in the sense commonly supposed they're not dangerous like a fire but dangerous like a fog a fire is dangerous in its brightness a fog in its dullness and thought without morals is merely dull like a fog so he said actually atheism secularism are the dull and the boring options christianity is the exciting one and uh you have wonder and joy at the heart of things. And then beyond that, you have a, a sense that Christian ideas are the best interpretation of human experience, history and culture. 
and that he presents Christianity as the thing that explains life best. So he says sin is a doctrine as practical as potatoes. All the people who try and ignore sin, who try and think that people are just good, full stop, are actually um, completely misled about what the way life is. The doctrine of the fall, just take it as an idea, is a very practical idea to explain um, the contradictions of paradoxes of existence. Christianity built on paradoxes. That's actually a good thing, not a bad thing, because life is paradoxical. Existence is paradoxical. And so the paradoxes of Christianity fit uh, beautifully into the realities of human life. And so he's really interested in applying rather than um, explaining Christian doctrine, showing that they bring in human life the greatest fulfillment and flourishing. And, there, and as part of that, he's constantly bringing Christian ideas into interaction with the culture, literature, art, his, history, politics, etc. So he presents Christianity in very dynamic terms and um, just points out that actually we need to upturn our view of uh, sort of the atheist and the secular as being the exciting and Christianity as being the uh, the boring and the dull. Mm -hmm. And he works to reverse that perception imaginatively. Mm -hmm.